0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Your Boy Elroy MMA Podcast. I am your host, Josh Prep-Egina. Swig a beer for the working man. It is WrestleMania weekend, but we're here to talk MMA. So let's get right into it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get into the news. So we're going into an off week when it comes to Uh, Major MMA promotion events. Nothing this weekend. Probably due to WrestleMania. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. So uh, if you really want to get froggy. You guys can check out the the PFL Challenger Series. Or I think LFA is running as well. But just a little bit of news this week. Uh, Starting with Fabricio Verdun. He is out of the PFL regular season this year. Um and let's read his statement on it. Quote, "It's a bit complicated to say that a fight say that to a fighter after 24 years of fighting," Verdum said. "Even my wife keeps telling me to say I'm retired, that I'm done. I tell her I won't say it." But talking about MMA, I think it's hard for me to come back because it's more dedication. Staying two or three months in the United States, and I'm living in Brazil for a year and three months now. If there's a boxing match, I'll do it. To sum it up, boxing, yes. MMA, no. I would need to be out of this world. It needs to be an out-of-this-world offer to make me stop doing what I'm doing right now so it seems like he's just having like some conflict in his mind about fighting i mean you see it he's been doing it for 24 years you know he's aging i think he looked pretty well in that one fight that he had in the pfl uh which he probably got screwed in but um you know i don't know if he was going to be able to compete this year that great as he did last year, um, but yeah, I hope the best for him, you know if uh like Dana says, if you think you're done, you should probably be done, sticking with the heavyweights uh Ben Rothwell, he was supposed to fight Alexander Gustafson uh at heavyweight in the next coming month, I believe, and uh that won't be happening because. Ben Rothwell got released this week after, I believe, like 12 years with the promotion, which is insane. He's been there for a really long time. Um, he's done, and uh, no reason why we have yet to have any uh, communication with him, we being you know, MMA media or MMA Twitter, so we have yet to hear what Rothwell thinks about his release, but we will not be seeing the uh, promo stylings of Ben Rothwell this, you know, anytime soon. I was going to say this week, but anytime soon, at least in the UFC. I'm sure somebody will pick him up. Uh, Where would I like to see him? You know, I guess I don't hate when people go to Bellator. I think it's a great option for them. They make similar money to what they would make in the UFC and – They have the opportunity for eyes on them. Uh, Now, do they get those eyes? I'm not going to say they do. But, uh, yeah, Ben Rothwell released. Uh, Let's talk some fight announcements. Because they were pretty fun this past week. So, let's start with some of the uh, smaller ones. And then we'll move on to some heavy hitters because there is some. So... Alir Latifi is out, so Alexio Olinick will now face Jared Vandera. We have Julian Marquez versus Wellington Terman. Anthony Hernandez will remain on the 273 card and now face Josh Freemd, who is a super late replacement making his debut. We have... Uh, we were going to talk about this later on, but... Nasruddin Imovov is out of the Calvin Gaslam fight at UFC 273, and now he will face Drakus Duplessis. We have Kyung Ho Kang versus Simon Oliveira. Simon Oliveira. We saw him fight... uh, Earlier last year. Or no, on that uh, Abu Dhabi card, I believe. Jake Hadley is finally debuting. He will be facing Alan Nacimiento. That is a rebooking. That's May 14th. Victor Martinez is out. Jordan Levitt will now face Trey Ogden. We have Jun Young-Fry versus Vanessa Dumopoulos. Uh, Jan Blahovic and Alexander Rakic has been rebooked. We have Jessica I versus Casey O'Neill, And Jared Gordon will now face Grant Dawson. Uh, the big heavy hitter. Big one here. For UFC 272 on July 30th, the UFC booked the number. Let's get this right. Let's get this right. Because this is crazy. You want to talk about a fast track? Here we go. Let's talk about a fast track. What number is he? We'll find out in two seconds. We're talking about the number four. You heard it right. The number four ranked middleweight in the UFC, Sean Strickland, will face the five and one, unranked Alex Pajeda. Yeah, you heard that right. The Alex Pajeda. He is on the fast track for the UFC. The UFC is going to push that guy to the moon. They want to see him succeed, and they really want that Izzy fight. There's a story there. Izzy's interested in it. Of course, of course, of course, Alex Pajeda is going to be interested in it especially at this point in the game. He's so young into his career in MMA, we'll say. And uh, he's very confident. You know, he beat Izzy before. Different game, totally different dynamic. Um, And Izzy has been maturing over these past few years and, you know, fighting at a high level. Where if Alex Pajeda thinks he's going to be able to just go in there and dominate, he's got another thing coming. So I'm excited to see what happens here. I think Sean Strickland is great, though. So Alex Pajeda is no punk, but Sean Strickland is a problem. That dude moves forward, and he doesn't He doesn't move back. He just moves forward. So Alex Pajeda better get ready for that, Obviously. Sean Strickland has a heavy mixed martial arts background. He mixes all the martial arts. So uh, Alex Pajeda is going to have his hands full. That's it for fight announcements, though. Let's talk about last week's events. Our MMA weekend started on Saturday morning at 1 a.m. Yes, you heard that right. Mm. Man. It's Mania weekend, so I brought out something special. Brand new from El Segundo Brewing. Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager. Now, I'm a man of many tastes. One being Yingling. <laughs> and uh this is phenomenal. This is like the sexiest yingling I've ever had. This is phenomenal. Smooth, crisp, light. I love it. But uh, yeah, 1 a.m. I tuned in about (laughs) 9, which is crazy to think that it started at 1 a.m. And I tuned in at 9. And at that point, there was still... Five fights to go. So you want to talk about pacing. You want to talk about pacing. Wow. One championship. Almost no pacing. But that's okay. Only casuals worry about that. Us hardcores deal with it. In silence. <laughs> so let's get into some of the more notable happenings for the one championship card uh first off uh the northeast's own now i know her because i'm from philly i believe she she frequented the gyms in the area but i believe she's from vineland new jersey so i don't want to claim her uh daniel kelly (laughs) but uh she is from Saddlebrook, fighting out of Saddlebrook, New Jersey. Danielle Kelly makes her one championship debut. It ends in a draw, but apparently the matchup was so fantastic that she was awarded $50,000 bonus. We all saw the clip, her, you know, tearing up. It was awesome to see. Congratulations on your debut. Uh, I agree with her post where she spoke about, you know, the whole time she was looking for the finish. Even after having to feel out the cage and kind of like get used to it, so uh, it was awesome to see. I love that one championship does uh, grappling, and uh, I love that this is this wasn't the only grappling on the one championship card. But it was awesome to see, you know, someone that you know. I won't say I know her well, but you know, I know of her very well. I've I followed her for as long as this podcast has existed. And uh, it's great to see her on that humongous stage in Singapore. Congratulations, Danielle Kelly. Uh, then we move on to... Good heavens. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about this. Nikki Holskin. He talked a lot of... Sheesh. He talked a lot of crap. To Boonsom, Clean Me. All that for Holtskin to get knocked out in the second round um, in a pro, a pro Muay Thai bout. There you go. Mixing of the martial arts here. We had a grappling bout. Now we have a Muay Thai. We go back to grappling where RDR, Rainer DeRitter, went to a draw with Andre Galvao. Yes, that Andre Galvao. It's so crazy to think that You have Andre Galvao. We just talked about Danielle Kelly. You have, I believe you have uh, Gordon Ryan under contract and Andre Galvao. That's going to happen 100%, isn't it? But uh, after the matchup, RDR invited Andre Galvao to a rematch, but in MMA. (laughs) Uh, We move on in the card. Uh, where I started watching was at the end of the Superbon, uh Marat fight. And that led into a big fight where Edward Foleyang defeated John Wayne Parr by unanimous decision. This was John Wayne Parr's final fight. He left his gloves in the ring. It was extremely emotional. It felt special. It felt great. Um, excuse me. Even with the loss it felt like uh, he won in the end because of how he was received. Uh, and I wish him all the success. Clearly a little bit past his prime. Uh, this fight, he was trying very hard, but just couldn't get it done. We know how tough Edward Foleyang is. But uh, I enjoyed this, man. And John Wayne Parr is going to do great things outside of fighting in a cage. I'm sure he's going to have Many champions under his belt. This was wild. Yoshiko Akayama defeating Shinya Aoki in the second round by TKO. After like 4 minutes and 30 seconds of the first round. Shinya Aoki just on Akiyama Sexy Yama's back. That was insane to watch. Uh, and for Akayama to get up after that and, uh, you know, be awarded the win by finishing this guy, it was wild. One championship, what the hell? Uh, that was his second win in a row. Uh, also second in like three years. Um, I didn't know this, but he's been fighting forever. Obviously, he's 46 years old. He was fighting for K1 in 2004. He's a living legend for his look and not like so much his fighting. But um, congratulations to Akiyama. He says he's going to fight till he's 50. Time will tell because we know time always wins. Um, We keep on going up the card with another phenomenal fight at. I'm sorry, this always confuses me. So, yes, they weigh 135, but it is technically the one championship flyweight title. Adriano Morais defeats Yuya Wakamatsu in the third round by submission due to a guillotine choke. Adriano Morais, I'm going to say it now, he beats a ton of 135ers, 135ers in the UFC. I, I can say that with my whole chest. I believe it. I think he is that damn good. Adrian, Adriano Morais beats a lot of 35ers in the UFC. In the co-main event, DJ Demetrius Johnson defeats my boy Rod Tang in this mixed rules matchup. By submission due to a rear naked choke. Now, are we surprised? No. What I am surprised of is how great DJ looked on the feet against Rod Tang. I 100% believe Rod Tang didn't know what to expect, um, unfortunately for him. But, uh, you know, DJ gets the victory and uh, Rod Tang goes to sleep, does not tap. That dude's tough as hell. I can't wait to see more of Rod Tang, and I'm really interested to see what DJ does next. I wonder how long his contract is because there's a lot of fun fights for DJ out there right now that are not in one championship. And the craziest thing is he's not even thinking of any of them. Not one. Crazy. Congratulations, DJ. And then in the main event, we saw the mom power. Angela Lee stepped back in the cage. Back in the cage since October 12th of 2019. She comes back to defeat Stamp the Always Fun, Stamp Fairtex by rear naked choke in the second round. Congratulations, Angela Lee. As fun as Stamp is striking is, it's not very powerful. And uh, Angela Lee has a chin, and she's able to take people down and just suffocate them with pressure. That's what she did here, and she was able to overcome Stamp Fairtex fairly, you know, I won't say easy, but uh, I think she did a great job. I think that she made it look easy. I'll just say that. But that's it for 1X, man. Uh, they, have to, they have to do a lot to get the people's attention. Obviously, we saw how many firefights there were on this card. And it was clearly a high-level card that everybody wanted to see. But uh, I'm curious what they're going to do next. We do have one fight announcement for them. Uh, Buchecha. Yes, that Buchecha. He will be facing Rugrug. Uh, in a few weeks, actually. So, that's exciting. That is exciting. Buchecha, the BJJ styles of Buchecha versus Rugrug, the wrestling uh, behemoth Rug Rug. But uh, we did have a UFC card. Yes, we did. And it started off fairly fun. Uh, you know, Luis Saldana defeating Bruno Souza. The always entertaining and someone that I think will contend for a UFC UFC title one day, Mateus Nicolau. He defeated David Dvorak by unanimous decision. Another swig because it's WrestleMania week. Let's see. Mm. Ah, delicious. Manon Fioro. Manon Fioro. I don't know how to say her name. But she's talented as hell. She defeated the highly ranked Jennifer Maya. At 125, that was a big fight. And I'm curious to see what they do with Fioro next. Because she's a beast. 9-1, and one, right? She has all the skill in the world. At the moment, she is undefeated in the UFC. 4-0. and Dating back to january of last year so four fights in the last 14 months which is excuse me excuse me 14 months which is fairly impressive like very impressive for the timeline and uh she's got some skills man she's she's dangerous and i'm excited to see what she's able to do there uh I'm curious who they gave who they give her next. She called out Caitlin Chukagan, who I didn't know resigned. I did not know that Caitlin Chukagan resigned with the u f c but it looks like she did resign and she will be fighting Amanda Hibas on May fourteenth that is the Bl- the Blahovich uh, Rakic card that we just talked about, but right now on the lineup, it says that they're the co-main. That's a great fight. Amanda Hibas is a beast, uh, but Caitlin Chikagan is like just the <laughs> the the thing that just doesn't go away. So we'll see if Mano Fio gets that fight after uh Caitlin probably decisions <laughs> Amanda Hibas because that's what she does. She just the thorn in the side can't get rid of her, but uh, we'll be on the watch for Manon. This is a hard name to say. But Alaskab Kirezev Kirezev Kizriev Kizriev, good lord, he defeated Dennis Tilwin by submission in the second round. This was probably one of the highlights of the night. Chris Gutierrez spinning backfist Denis Bakary to uh, another dimension. Phenomenal, phenomenal finish. Uh, Slightly not as cool as uh, Meatball Molly's spinning backfist, but still awesome to see. Congratulations, Chris Gutierrez. Sarah McMahon defeats Carol Rosa by unanimous decision. Uh Slavikos, man, he let me down. He let me down. He loses to mark G. Casey by unanimous decision. uh G. Casey just had a great game plan, and uh you know he he just did it to perfection against Slava Clause. I'm looking forward to seeing him again though Neil Magny defeated Max Griffin by split decision in one of the fights of the night car Kai Car France defeating. The undefeated, no more, Eskar Askarov by unanimous decision. It seems like Kai Car France is in the running for the next title fight. I'm rooting for him, man. He's a CKB guy. And uh we always back those, man. Obviously we love Izzy, but uh all oh, that whole team is so much fun to watch. And Kai is one of them. One of the smaller ones. And uh you know, we've seen his ups and downs, but his ups lately have been phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to see what they do at 125 next. Brian Barberina and Matt Brown had a damn barn burner. I remember sitting there. <laughs> we had just got home. We were out. You know, we, we try. I, I spend as much time as I can with my family, obviously. So we go out, and I'm like, we had just put the baby down. And I'm like, all right, I need a second. I sit down on the edge of my bed, and it's like the second round, and these guys are just going at it, throwing elbows and fists back and forth. It's just a wild, wild fight. Barbarina gets the nod by split decision. Me personally, I scored it for him as well. I knew Matt Brown was pretty pissed, but that's how I had it. So it's not like it wasn't a shock to me, but yeah. Matt Brown got a new contract after this fight. It seems like Brian Barberina's is going to get re-signed as well. Obviously a great fight, man. Congratulations to those guys. Alexa Grosso, one of my favorite female prospects in the UFC. It's crazy to say, it's crazy to call her a prospect, right? Because she's been in the UFC since 2016, which is crazy to say. But uh, she fought for a long time in the wrong weight class. She finally moved up, and she's showing her skills. She submits Joanne Wood by rear naked choke in the first round. Her first submission victory of her career. She lo- She did it flawlessly. Congratulations, Alexa Grasso. Best accent in MMA. And like I said, up-and-coming prospect that I can't wait to see. Get her shot. And in the main event, breaks my heart to say, Curtis Blades defeats Chris Dawkus by TKO in the second round. Congratulations, Curtis Blades. Congratulations, Chris Dawkus. I'm always rooting for you, buddy. Win, lose, or draw. We are team Dawkus. Dawkus kickboxing. But, uh, man, it was a bummer. I'm not going to lie. Curtis dropped him. I saw the ref step in. I turned it off. Didn't see Curtis post-fight speech. <coughs> Excuse me. Didn't see if Dawkus got up. I was frustrated. Not going to lie. I was pretty bummed about it. But uh, yeah, those those times come and go. Um, still will always root for Chris Dawkins. But good on Curtis Blades, man. He has to get those types of finishes. He's still so young. But he needs those type of finishes to progress in the UFC. He's lost to two men, Francis twice and Derek Lewis. That's it. Nobody else. And when he beats people, he beats them up bad. You know, you see decision, 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 you know what I mean? But you can't look at that. You have to watch the fights to realize how Curtis Blades hurts these people man he's a beast and uh unfortunately for my guy Chris Dawkins, he had to feel that but that was MMA we're not mad about it we love it but I always talk about my first love pro wrestling sports entertainment whatever you want to call it but this weekend the granddaddy of them all WrestleMania is coming live from Dallas, Arlington, Texas, at AT AT&T Stadium. Uh, The worst tagline in WrestleMania history. The most stupendous two-night event in WrestleMania history. Let's go over the card quite quickly. Night one. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw women's title. Moderately excited for that match. I love Bianca Belair. Obviously, Becky Lynch was a superstar. And I think she can get there once again after she loses this title with The Chase. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Whatever. One of those uh, celebrity matches. You'll hear about them more. On this Wrestlemania card. Which just kind of bugs me. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. For the Smackdown Tag Team titles. We have the Usos. Versus Nakamura. And Rick Boogs. We have the New Day. Versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. We have Charlotte Flair. Versus Ronda Rousey. For the Smackdown Women's title. And then. We have Seth Rollins versus TBA. Mr. McMahon will announce Rollins' opponent on the night of the event. Allegedly, the opponent is Cody Rhodes. Um, But this is WWE. It could be anybody. You know, you hear the rumblings like, oh, it's Gable Steveson. Like, what? Why? <laughs> But uh, it's a possibility, I guess, that they just, you know, pull the rug out from under us. I honestly want to see Cody Rhodes. I'm excited to see what it looks like. What's the pop? I kind of hope that this opens the show. But we'll see. There's a lot of... My wife just scared this crap out of me. <laughs> There's a lot of speculation On what opens the show. What closes the show. Obviously we don't have a match order. um, But I want to see the Seth Rollins thing open the show. I think it will be great. I think they will have a barn burner of a match. And uh, Cody Rhodes. Back in WWE. That's such a weird thing to say. But uh, also on this night. It's not on the official listing. But we know that it will be the. Quote unquote KO show. With Kevin Owens. And his special guest. Swig of beer. Steve Austin. Yes, Steve Austin in a wrestling ring once again. Stone Cold in Texas. Somebody's getting stunned. I'm excited for night one. Night two uh, for the Women's Tag Team Championships. We have Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And Natalia and Shayna Baszler. We have another celebrity match. Johnny Knoxville. Yes, that Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy Zayn in a anything goes match. Whatever that means. We have Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Another celebrity match. But Pat McAfee can wrestle. We've seen him before. For the Raw Tag Team titles, we have RK Bro, Matt Riddle, the former... Ultimate Fighter contestant versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. Uh, probably in the running for the best match of the night, we'll have Edge versus AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley versus Almost, and probably in the main event of the second night, winner takes all to unify the WWE Championship and WWE Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus. Roman Reigns. That is WrestleMania. I'm excited for it. Obviously, night one has a lot more things for me to look forward to than night two. But I will be watching both nights because I'm a psychopath and there's no MMA this weekend. Uh, Also, some other events that I want to see. Probably some of the stuff that GCW does. Uh, They'll have Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, which... Former MMA fighters like Josh Barnett, uh Minoru Suzuki, uh, and a bunch of other like shoot style pro wrestlers will be there. Uh, the return of Ring of Honor after a three month hiatus, I believe, and under their new ownership with All Elite Wrestlings, Tony Khan. I'm excited for that. I can't wait. I've been watching Supercard of Honor for like the past six years, I want to say, every Mania weekend, and this is going to be wild. I mean, as far as matchups go, uh, you know, they're going to be great matches, but what's here is the, you know, what we want to see is the story. What does it look like? What does ROH look like under Tony Khan? And that will be unofficially the AEW representation during WrestleMania weekend, which is a first because AEW doesn't run that weekend because they don't have to. You know what I mean? Besides having Rampage on Friday, which is like a newer thing. Uh, We'll see what it looks like, man. I'm excited. WrestleMania weekend. But next week, we'll talk about the WrestleMania card, what we liked, what we didn't like. And we'll talk about UFC 273. But as for this week, that's it. This has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Guinea. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast, as well as Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, Mom. Enjoy the wrestling this weekend. And we'll see you next week.